Welcome to the Quotivation Podcast. Together, we will unlock inspiration, one quote at a time. Your host is America's leading emerging speaker. He is a former semifinalist in the World Championship of Public Speaking and is an expert motivator. Please welcome Jody Powell. Hey there, and welcome to the Quotivation Podcast. I'm Jody Powell, your navigator through the boundless world of inspirational quotes. Each week, a special guest and I will embark on an electrifying journey as we dissect, discuss, and decode those powerhouse quotes that light up our souls and set our ambitions ablaze. So buckle up, folks. This isn't your average podcast. This is the Quotivation Podcast, where every episode is a journey. So like, follow, subscribe, set a reminder, and tell your grandma to stay tuned. And get ready to unlock inspiration, one life-changing quote at a time. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Quotivation Podcast. I hope you had a wonderful weekend and you were able to recharge and refuel for another week. My goal for you, as it always is, is for you to win your week. We're not just here to survive. We're not here to long for five o'clock on Friday. Life's too short for that. We are here to thrive. And I hope by the end of this episode, you will find the inspiration to do more than just survive your week. Because it's not about survival. It's about thrival. Yes, I just made that word up. But if survival is the act of surviving, then thrival is the act of thriving. So what do you say? Let's get quotivated. Now, before we get to our guest this week, we're going to start this episode off like we do every episode by taking a shot, a shot of motivation. And this week, our shot of motivation is sponsored by Amy Real from Cross Country Mortgage. Amy is the real deal in all things mortgage. She's been a dear friend of mine for many years and is a big fan of the Quotivation podcast. So if you are in need of a first or a second mortgage, maybe a mortgage on that investment property, or maybe you're interested in refinancing, give Amy a call today. Her phone number is area code 864 310 That's 864-310-9337. You can also email her at amy.real, R-E-I-H-L, at ccm.com. Amy Real, the real deal for all things mortgage. And Amy's NMLS number is 486-620. Thank you so much, Amy. All right, let's get to it. Let's take our shot, our shot of motivation. It's time for a shot of motivation where the vibes like taking a shot, but the high is pure inspiration. This is a quick, powerful boost of motivation to fire up your spirit. Get ready for a rapid infusion of uplifting stories, impactful quotes, and game-changing ideas. It's the swift, potent dose you need to amp up your game and win your week. It's a shot of motivation. I am a sucker for the underdog story especially in movies. If it's a story about an underdog rising to face the challenge and overcoming the odds, I'm hooked. And it doesn't matter whether the movie is about business or school or life or sports, I'm going to watch it. And I think the greatest underdog story ever told is the story of Rocky Balboa minus Rocky V Let's pretend that never happened. <laughs> there's so many powerful quotes within the Rocky movies, but there's one quote I'd like to share with you today, and it's from a more recent Rocky movie, the movie titled Rocky Balboa, and it was released in 2006. Now, this is a movie about older Rocky, and his wife, Adrian, has passed away from a battle with cancer, and our beloved pugilist is in the hardest battle that he has ever faced in his life. It's the battle of loneliness, the battle of grief. It's the battle of loss. 
Now in the movie, there's an iconic scene where Rocky is talking to his son about the possibility of fighting again. And his son has always felt like that he's been lost in Rocky's shadow. And he is selfishly against the idea of Rocky fighting. And within their conversation comes this infamous soliloquy from Rocky. Listen to what he says. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, every Google search for this quote, every screenshot from this part of the movie, every pretty little Photoshop background with this quote plastered all over the front of it will stop at this point. And it's a good stopping point. It's a powerful message about being resilient. That's how winning is done. What an incredible close to an insightful quote. However, by stopping here, we might be overlooking another crucial message that I believe is imperative for us to hear and understand. After Rocky says, that's how winning is done, he goes on to say what I think is the real golden nugget in this monologue. Listen to what he says. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what, no matter what happens. You're my kid, and you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have a life. I think we've all had that feeling that we want to go out and get what we're worth. We want to have a bigger impact on the world. We want to chase that dream, accomplish that goal, achieve that success. But there's always something stopping us from taking that leap. It's fear. Fear that others won't see the value in us that we believe is there. Fear that taking that leap of faith, betting on ourselves, it's too hard or it's too risky. We want to go out and get what we're worth, but we are not willing to take the hits. So we stay where we are. We become bitter. We become disengaged. We become disgruntled because we, because we have a burning desire in our heart to do something more. We have a fire within us to chase our dreams, but we let fear stop us. We let other people tell us that we can never achieve that. We tell ourselves that our dream is just beyond our grasp, and we begin pointing fingers, blaming others for not being where we want to be in life. I was listening to a motivational speaker, and his key message was, you are enough. And I believe you are enough. I believe that I am enough. However, it's not enough to simply be enough. Inevitably, something happens. The world knocks me to my knees, and I'm left wondering, well, if, if I'm enough, then why isn't anything good ever happening for me? What, what am I missing? And then one day it hit me like a right hook from Apollo Creed. I heard a voice inside me say, yeah, you are enough. You may just not be doing enough. It's not enough to simply be enough. We have to move. We have to act. We have to believe in ourselves so that we can have the life we want. We have to trust ourselves so that we can achieve the dream that we desire. But if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to take the hits, you'll never get what you're worth. You have to chase it. You have to strive for it. You have to suffer for it. That's taking the hits. So the questions that I have for you are these. Are you willing to take the hits? Are you able to overcome 
the fear. Can you do what needs to be done to get what you are worth? Do you believe in yourself? Whatever it is, whatever the dream, whatever the goal you want to achieve, go get it. Go do it. Go get what you're worth. Go take the hits, but keep moving forward. Go take the punches, but keep moving forward. Go suffer through the rejections. Go experience the setbacks. Go learn from the failures, but keep moving forward. After all, that's how winning is done. And that's your shot of motivation for the week. I hope it helps you win your week. And again, our shot of motivation is brought to you by Amy Real, the real deal in all things mortgage. Thanks, Amy. This has been a shot of motivation from America's leading emerging speaker, Jody Powell. We hope it helps you win your week. All right, let's get to our guest this week. And I am so excited to have him on the Quotivation podcast. Steve Gilliland is a member of the Speaker Hall of Fame, an honor bestowed on only 227 men and women worldwide since 1977. In 2015, eSpeakers recognized him as one of the top 10 motivational speakers globally from over 9,000 candidates. In addition to being one of the most sought after speakers in the world, he is a prolific and accomplished author, evidenced by his authoring 10 books and being named author of the year for his book, Enjoy the Ride. Forbes recently recognized him as North America's most award-winning speaker and his new book, It Is What You Make It, Overcoming the It Is What It Is Mindset is set to be released in May of 2024. I can't wait to read that book, but more importantly, I can't wait for this conversation. Welcome to the Quotivation Podcast, Steve Gilliland. Steve, how are you, buddy? Good, Jody. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. It is so great to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to talk about your quote. I saw what you sent over and I'm like, yes, let's talk about that. But before we get into that, I got to tell a story. And, And I don't know that I've ever told you this story, Steve, but it's the story about the day we met and it ties in nicely with your book, enjoy the ride where right off the bat, you're challenging the reader to check your passion, check your passion. And I got to tell you, Steve, my life changed on a trip to the bathroom (laughs) and it was, it was the SHRM conference, the society of human resource management's 2017. We're in New Orleans, Louisiana. And if you know anything about the New Orleans Convention Center, it is massive. It's huge. And I'd signed up for all of these breakout sessions, and I'm looking at my schedule, and my next breakout session is like 10 football fields down the hall, right? And so I'm thinking to myself, well, I better go to the bathroom before I take off on my trek down the hall to to my next, next session. And here's the great thing about being a guy at a human resource conference the line to the bathroom there isn't one and i walk up and all these ladies are lined up and it's going around the corner down the hall i look up it's to the line to the ladies room i look over to the men's room nothing walk right in so i walk right in and, and sure enough this guy comes in and he's standing about two stalls down and all of a sudden he says all right boys keep it down the mic is live and i look over and sure enough this guy has a lavalier mic and, and the whole bathroom just erupts in laughter. And I'm thinking, I'm following that guy. I'm going wherever he's going for two reasons. Number one, that was funny. And he has to be a powerful speaker. But number two, if he's going to the bathroom here, his session is somewhere close by and not 10 football fields down the hall. And sure enough, I follow him into this big auditorium. It was huge. And it was packed, too. There were over 1,000 people in this room. And I was sitting literally in the next to the last row. That's how full it was. And for the next hour, Steve Gilliland changed my life. 
he moved me to tears. He made me laugh. He motivated me, he inspired me. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, this guy's telling stories. This guy is, is giving advice. This guy is, is just talking about things that, that happened in his life. I want to do that. I want to inspire people the way he has moved and inspired me. And, you know, from there, it, it blossomed into a, a wonderful friendship for the last seven years. And uh, it's been fantastic. And that's just from one book. That was just from Enjoy the Ride. He's written 10, folks. My wife loves Hide Your Goat. Uh, there's the Making a Difference. There's uh, the Cherry on Top. And it, that's why I'm excited about coming up in May of 2024, this new book that you're releasing. Tell us a little bit about It Is What You Make It. Overcoming the mindset of it is what it is. Tell us a little bit about this. Well, the book is the result. Of course, the title I struggled with because I wanted to get really to the core of why I wrote the book. And that is a phrase that absolutely, when I hear it, I cringe. When people say, well, it is what you make. No, no they don't say it is what you make it. When people say, well, it is what it is. That's what drives me up the wall. So I had to flip it. And when we were deciding this, I talked to the publisher, I was talking to the editor who, who, who really reads through, um, and I always say, you know, makes everything sound a little bit better than it is. Um, you know, Mike said, you know, well, go with the opposite. You know, it is what you make it, because I've always said, it is what it is. No, it is what you make it. So we created the title of the book, It Is What You Make It, Overcoming the Is What It Is Mindset. And the book itself is starts out with the first chapter that mindset is everything. Mm. And I talk about that, that mental toughness, you know, being able to understand that adversity. And I just said this recently, and it was to a, a gentleman that's got a, a, uh, a, a youngster playing football. And, and, and he said to me, he said, boy, he just does not handle adversity that well. And I said, you know, well, the, what I was always taught was adversity um, doesn't build character, it reveals it. Hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things where it is what it is. Well, when somebody says that, basically what they're saying is, you know, I'm going to accept this, you know, I, there's nothing I can do. There is. And, and that's a mindset. So I go down through it and I talk about, you know, and I know Jody, you're, you're very, very big on this. You know, your thing is winning the week, hmm. you know? Well, if you, if you backtrack all that and just say, well, how about the week? How about the day? How about the hour? How about the moment? How about the situation? So win the situation. And a lot of times to win that, and think about it, win the week, you got to shut out the noise. So each chapter within the book talks about how do you make it? You know, if you say it is what you make it, then how do you make it? Or in your case, you know, how do you win the week? So it's almost like the book itself ties right into your philosophy of, you know, winning the week. I love that, Steve. It sounds like, too, that that within the book, it's not just going to be theoretical. There are going to be practical things that people can do that the reader can take away, just like check your passion, things that you can do practically in your daily life to overcome that mindset of it is what it is and turn that into it is what you make it. So when the book is released, Steve, tell us what is the best way that we can get our hands on it? How do we buy it? Where do we go? What do we do? Well, what I've done in the past, and it has worked very well, and it's something that, and it really is for those that follow me and for those that have been, and, and then I say this in a very humble way, as humble as I can be to say it this way, those that are fans of mine that have pretty much read everything like you that I've ever written, um, I, I give a pre-release on it, which means it's not on Amazon, it's not on any platform. So I do it direct through my own store, stevegillelandstore.com. But the way to know when it's going to be released and the, and the way to get that offer, which is a special offer, uh, you definitely will get it uh, at a better price than even Amazon will release it at initially, is to simply go to my website. And all I got to do is go to stevegillelandcom just my name, gillelan.com, stevegillelan.com, and sign up for the newsletter. The newsletter is not a marketing thing. This is something you get it once a month the last Thursday of every month. And I know, Jody, you get it. Yep. I write, a, I write an article. I mean, I, I want to inspire and motivate people. So all that's in there is an article. It's a feature article and a couple other things. It shows you my schedule, where I'm going to be in the coming month. And, and that's all it is. But 
if you subscribe to that, you're also going to then know when the book is released because that's how we are able to let you know. So it's that simple. SteveGilliland.com, subscribe to the newsletter. And once you're on that list, you'll know when the book is released. And you're going to get an amazing newsletter. Steve is absolutely right. I look forward to my Steve Gilliland newsletter hitting my email every month. I take the time to read it because I know that once I read that newsletter, I'm going to be inspired. I'm going to be motivated. I'm going to be better for having taken the time to read that newsletter. Um, the other thing you need to do with Steve is you need to follow him on social media, whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, wherever it is, go find Steve Gillen, because what you're going to get is you're going to get my favorite thing that comes out, Margaretisms. Steve, tell us about Margaretisms, and more importantly, tell us about Margaret. Well, back back in my corporate days, which now it's hard to believe, you know, over 20, well, it'll be 25 years this year. As a matter of fact, I celebrate my 25th year of speaking in 2024. And the irony of it is that I had a secretary back in, you know, when I got promoted in, in my corporate days, and her name was Margaret. Uh, she would turn out to be what I would consider the greatest leader that I ever knew. I've been asked the question in an interview, you know, who do you consider one of the greatest leaders you've ever been around, you know, that you've read about, that you, you know, it, it's my secretary. And people kind of give me this look like your secretary. And I tell people leadership is not by title. Leadership is not by tenure. Leadership is by influence. It's the definition of leadership is influence. And this is a woman that influenced people. How do I know? Proof is in her funeral. Over 800 people attended a funeral to pay tribute to a woman who never had a business card, never had a door shut to her office. Wow. Yet, the advice she gave me while she was a secretary and, and, and the things that she taught me I actually started to journal Jody back when she was my secretary and a lot of the Margaretisms, a lot of the early Margaretisms. And I think, I think now I'm up to 300, I want to say 330 weeks, 330 wow. weeks that I have put one out on a Monday. The early ones were definitely, now some of the other ones were things he might've said, I might've, you know, massaged them a little bit and wrote them in a different way. But that, that was the inspiration. And some of them are hilarious. She would say something and I'd go, what did you just say? And she'd turn and have this little grin and then she'd walk away. Yeah. Later, I'd come up to her and I'd go, tell me what you said. And she'd, I'd go, I said, where did you get that? <laughs> you know, like, where did you hear that? And yeah. today I share those things. And, and again, she has been a great inspiration to me in the way I write, in the way I believe, in the way I lead. Uh, there are many times, Jody, many times I have actually said to myself, when I make a decision or I'm trying to solve a problem, what would I ask Margaret and what would Margaret tell me? How mm. would she handle this? Wow. She was just, you know, one day she said, and, and one of my favorites all time was she, she looked at me and she said, you know, a closed mouth gathers no feet. And when she said it, I, and, and later I thought, you know, I actually think she was telling me to shut up <laughs> in a very nice way, but I was on my way to a meeting, you know, with a bunch of other executives on the executive team. And I thought, you know, she was just basically saying, you know, you know, the old adage that, you know, when you say, you know, you'll never regret your silence, you know, with Margaret, she had a way of saying things that just absolutely. So on Mondays, you know, the reference point to this question, I post something on Monday that is called a Margaretism. And when mm -hmm. I get to 365, when I finally get to my, and I'll probably do 366, when I get to my 366th Margaretism, uh, publisher, everybody that's involved in my life said, you got to put it in a small book so that there can be one for every day. And that's what we're planning on doing on down the road. <laughs> I love that idea. That's fantastic. You know what else I'd love, Steve? I'd love to have a little desk calendar with where I can tear off the day and every day I get a new Margaretism. What a wonderful year that would make. Steve, you've got your, your book coming out in May, uh, your 11th one. You, you have speaking engagements all over the world, and yet that's not all. Tell me about these, these five-minute videos of just bursts of motivation. Tell me about Motivational Bites. Well, uh, it's irony that you asked me that question right now because just yesterday, a construction company from up in Idaho purchased them for their employees. And these were created as a result of when we were going through COVID, 
here we go again. When we go through COVID, I have other speakers coming to me and going, ah, oh, you know, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, nobody, nobody, nobody's even, you know, wanting me virtually, you know, how are you staying busy? You know, what are you doing? Well, I was doing virtual, but while I was doing virtual, I wasn't doing it with this as my background. I was in a studio. So when somebody would hire me to do a program for their company, their association during COVID, I was in a studio with a green screen in the background that we could put anything on it. And as I was speaking, it looked, and I was standing, it looked like I was speaking to an audience. It would look like I was speaking to a company. I would look in the first row. You know, it, it was one of those moments where you started to realize what Robin Williams said when he said, I hated doing movies. I love being on Johnny Carson. I love being on David Letterman. And Robin Williams would say, because I got the energy. I got a live audience. Well, as a professional speaker, I'm the same thing. I, I, I really want the live part. But I began to realize, you know, it is what you make it. And the owner of the studio took me to lunch. He, he said to me, I hope you don't mind, but he said, I watched a couple of the videos. He said, those are amazing. He said, we have recorded you speaking to you know, these virtual audiences. He said, what if you took the same concept and yet made a four to five minute video, did a series of them that companies could have in their arsenal, if you will, to show to their employees? Maybe, maybe on a weekly basis, maybe on a monthly basis. And what was born, Jody, was we decided, we as in myself and the owner of the studio, he said, let's give it a whirl. Well, the first three that I produced, the first three that I filmed, you know, they put all this B footage to it. I mean, it was like a Netflix, you know, four to five minute Netflix. But he wasn't happy. And he came to me and he said, I hate to tell you this, but he said, you're a storyteller, man. You've got great stories. You need to do these videos and tell a short story at the beginning, maybe maybe a minute and a half, two minutes, two and a half at the most. And then the last part, put the meat, you know, put the meat, put the substance, put the potatoes, put your heart, put your quotes. Well, I did. And talk about a labor of love, six month project. Then once the filming was done, it took another three months when they did the B footage, added the film, the editing and all the things that they did. And now companies purchase these. And what they do is some of them call it Motivation Mondays. Some of them will do it midweek, but they will send one out to all of their employees. Now, I just had a transportation company with several thousand employees that they said, this is perfect. We had no way to get this to everyone other than to put it in a link to them and they can watch it on their mobile device. They can watch it on, you know, on their iPad, their computer. I did not realize, you know, and, and, I, and again, you know, call me, you know, the traditionalist, but that whole digital learning thing that, and they call it, I guess they call it micro learning, that whole micro learning, just, you know, the digital thing. We were onto something, quite frankly, very early. And that's the rest is history. We literally, you know, dozens upon dozens of companies from every industry, um, credit unions have purchased these uh, transportation companies. I mentioned cities. For, for all of the city employees, whether it is the water department, you know, the tax collectors, mm -hmm. they all, and, and, they, and again, what's cool about it is the leader, whoever is sending them out can put their own personal note with it. So, it, you know, they can be talking to their employees and saying, you know, this week, this motivation bite is on the subject of character. They give their own, you know, they give their own twist and spin on character. And then you watch the video of me talking about character. So, yeah, it, I look back thinking, would I do it again? Wow. If I'd have known, you know what the old saying, if I'd have knew what it took to get the finished product, I'm going to be transparent. I might have said, I don't know if I've got the energy <laughs> to do them, but I'm so happy that we've done it. Yeah. See, and that goes along with exactly what we were talking about. You know, uh, so many people come to you saying, well, you know, what, what are you doing during COVID? Well, a lot of people just throw up their hands and say, well, it is what it is. That's COVID for you, right? No, it's not. It's what you make it. And you made it into something really cool with these motivational bikes. And here's the cool thing about them is that you were doing this during a time of COVID, a time where things were virtual, things were being done online, and they had to be. But these motivational bikes have transcended COVID and the time period of COVID to be relevant, to be poignant today. And I'm going to tell you, I, I've seen every single one of them. I've watched every motivational bite and they're powerful. 
they are powerful messages that need to be heard. And if you want to check out more about Motivational Bites, then you need to go to stevegilliland.com and you will not be sorry for that. All right, Steve, let's dive in. I, I can't wait to talk about your quote. I've been super excited about it. Tell everyone what is the quote and, and what is the story behind the quote? Well, I'm an avid reader. And if you can't tell, and this is not staging, um, as a matter of fact, if we did a panoramic view of my office, you know, this is the office, this is my home office. Uh, but behind me, there are bookshelves uh, along the entire wall here and then going down the other side. And if you were able to zoom in, you know, you would see that they are categorized leadership. You know, there, there's leadership. There are There's one on sales, uh, customer service. There is some just on general motivation and inspiration. And I remember I was a big Zig Ziglar fan, big Zig Ziglar fan. And I one time went to hear Zig and somebody said to me, "You have you read Charlie Tremendous Jones? And I said, I've heard of Charlie, not really read anything. So I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to, you know, somebody recommends this because I'm an avid reader. I thought, you know, what? I'm going to do that. And the first time I start to read something about Charlie Tremendous Jones, I read a quote. And the quote says, you will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet, ready, and the books you read. And, and I thought about that. Same person, except for the people I meet in the books that I read. And then I started to think about what my mom used to say to me. Surround yourself with a character of people that resembles who you want to be. So as I would meet people in, you know, small inner circle, there would be people that I would think, wow, th th this person is a high character, positive person that I probably can be a better person just by being around them. And, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying you go out there and re recruit friends. You don't, you know, what I'm trying to say, though, is I meet a lot of people. And, you know, I will get a chance to be around a lot of people and I listen, you know, that's, that's the thing. I don't listen to respond. So many people listen to respond. They're listening to what somebody is saying and, and they're listening to respond. I listen to actually learn something. I, I listen to actually think, wow, man, that, that was, I go to church on Sunday, my pastor, Philip Brand. It's one of the things, you know, and, and, and I am going to do something you probably shouldn't do in a podcast. I'm going to reach over here to my right, and I have a little leather binder, and in the binder, take notes from the Sunday sermon. And a lot of times, he might say something that'll cause me to go, wow. And as a writer and a speaker, I'll think, man, that was powerful. Well, Charlie Tremendous Jones, it was a game changer for me. Now, he happened to be a salesman, you know, in an early age. You know, this is a guy that was born the year that uh, I actually think, if I remember correctly, Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs in 1927. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I remember Charlie Truman's Jones, that was the year he was born. And, you know, and I, the more I read about him and then the more I read his books, it was a powerful thing. Um, his daughter today, I found this out, Jody, did not know this. His daughter today speaks. Um, and, and she actually, as is at a forum that I have been invited to speak at. So, it, and I'm hoping she's there. I'm hoping I get a chance to meet her, get a chance to say what a tremendous influence, you know, her father had on my life. But that's, that's, that's how it all came about. And again, if you were to go into my library uh, in my office here, you, you would see uh, more than one book from Charles. Uh, I, you know, to me, it's Charles, but he's Charlie Tremendous Jones. Yes, yes, that is a powerful quote. You will be the same person in five years that you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. Steve, what is Steve Gilliland reading? Let's let's say that you have free time. And, and I know, listen, you're a busy guy. Your schedule is crazy. Free time. What's that? But let's say you have a little bit of time. You're, you're on a plane. You have a two-hour flight. What is Steve Gilliland reading? 
well, you got to understand something. I make the time. And that's something mm. that I, I don't know if you purposely asked me the question the way you did, but I make the time to read. I read every morning. Um, and sometimes it can be as little as 10 minutes and sometimes it can be up to an hour. But I also, it's irony that you say about an airplane. Um, when I board the plane, um, I, I will pull out a book and I will begin to read. When they say that, you know, we're 20 minutes from landing, you know, begin to put up your tray table, you know, put away your devices. Again, I read. Now, I'm a, I'm a book guy. I'm not a, I can't read on my iPad or computer like some people can. And I'm, you know, I'm very grateful that they do because, you know, Audible, people listening to books, very good. But it's, it's more of a thing that I read. So if you think about this, think about how many times I fly, think about how many mornings I wake up, you know, and think about all those and you start to add them up. It, it literally translates into, if you're, if you're ready and your listening audience are, are ready for this, I read a minimum, minimum 24 books a year. Wow. That's minimum. I also have compiled a list of the, what I call my top 10 books, the best books I've ever read. And, and when you think about how many books I've read in my lifetime, for me, and by the way, I'm not putting down John Grisham or Danielle Steele or any of the fiction writers, but I'm a pure non, you know, I'm a nonfiction reader. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, it, it was Tom Hopkins. It was Zig Ziglar, Charlie Tremendous Jones. Um, it was Brian Tracy. You know, it, it was um, Harvey McKay. Today, uh, John Maxwell. I love John Maxwell. I love the way he writes. I, and I, I just love reading the things. And there's there so many other books, but Don Buford wrote a book called Halftime, you know, and if you're asking me what, you know, what is on that reading list or what's in my, you know, what's in my briefcase right now, um, <laughs> I say it this way just because of my comedy. Um, when I saw the book Halftime, I thought, boy, that, that title, that title really got me, like Halftime. And then all of a sudden I begin to read it. And then, I, of course, I put my own spin on it thinking, man, I really played a sloppy first half. You know, <laughs> I really need, you know. They'll say, I need to make some adjustments here at halftime. But as I read the book, I thought, wow, you know, what a great book. And there are those things that you get. Tony Dungy reads, writes a book called Quiet Strength. And for the audience, Tony Dungy, you know, former coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Colts. He's now with NBC, a, a sports analyst. But here's a guy that in his book says something that literally, literally changes the way I approach certain things. He said, in life, in situations, before you say anything or do anything, ask yourself this question. Is what you're going to say or what you're going to do going to improve the situation? And if it doesn't, don't say it, don't do it. Now, think about that. Before you email it, before you hit send, ask yourself, is this email, I'm upset and I didn't like the tone so I'm going to respond, but is what you're going to respond and say going to improve the situation? Because here's what I say. If it doesn't, don't send it. Don't, don't tweet it. Don't post it. And you think about it. This is a book, a thick book that somebody said, what did you get out of it? If that's the only thing I got out of it, that book was worth the read. You said something before we started this podcast. You know, when, when, when you said about, and, and maybe you said it during the podcast, <laughs> you said about the book, Enjoy the Ride, you, you, you talked about, you know, the first chapter, Check Your Passion, and, you know, a game changer for you. Well, it, it's those things that when you say it, it's, it's Margaret. Let's go back to Margaret. Mm -hmm. Margaret asked me this question one day. She actually said to me, Jody, if every job in the world paid $2 an hour, and when she's saying it, I'm not, it's not hitting the way it is now. But she said, if every job in the world paid $2 an hour, would you wake up and be doing what you're doing right now? Wow. So as I'm writing Enjoy the Ride, I'm writing that in the book so that readers would read it and go. A teacher, a teacher, a school teacher would read, if every job in the world paid the same, would you wake up tomorrow and be a teacher? Because I was wanting people to understand that you have got to be driven by purpose, but you've got to be fueled by a passion. And, and think about how I just laid this out and think about the source of it. This was a person. Let's go back to Charlie Tremendous Jones in the quote. Mm -hmm. 
This is a person that was in my life. This is a person that I met. This is a person that influenced me. Tony Dungy, a phrase in a book. There are those things in your life. You know, uh, you know, Malcolm Gladwell writes a book called The Tipping Point. And he said, you know, you intersect things and they tip you. They tip you in certain directions. So, so for me, uh, you know, the quote is more than just a quote. It, it, it is kind of like a, you know, laying down the gauntlet saying, okay, this is, this is going to be my mantra. This is going to be the way I walk. I am going to make sure that I influence people in a positive way. But when I meet somebody that influences me in a positive way, um, I kind of take hold of that. And the same thing is when I read a book. You know, Steve, it, it, it just dawned on me as we're having this conversation, the irony in this quote, you'll be the same person in five years as you are today, except that you won't be. Because you just said something about a book you read by Tony Dungy. You read one section, a, a paragraph in this book that changed everything for you. It changed how the way you look at the way you look at things. It changed how you executed on things. And so you will be the same person that you are today in five years, except you're not going to be. You're going to be a totally different person. And the irony of that is, is just is just hitting me. And, and it's not about just the books that you read. It's also about the people you meet, the people you interact with, the people you hang around. You are who you hang around, right? And Steve, you talk about, uh, you talk about the five people in your life, the, the, the top five, the list. And you've mentioned Margaret. You've mentioned your mom. Who are some of the other people that, that are on your list? Who are some of the other people that have changed you over the last five years? Well, the five people on my list, and I can give them to you very quickly and very easily. Number one is my mom. And you know what I, and I always say, you know, when you think of the people that have influenced your life and made a difference in your life, think about what they gave you. So you look at my mom and here is a mother that gives me strength. Here is a mother that would say to me when I'm diagnosed with cancer back in 2020, late stage cancer, she said, and I quote, you are the author of the statement it is what you make it. Now what you're going to have to do, son, is live the books that you write. Mm. The mess that you think you're in is going to be a new message. The test that you're going through is going to be your testimony. So in a short three to five minute conversation with her after I've you know let her know where I'm at you know physically, she gives me strength just in that moment. And then there's my wife, support, complete unconditional support a person that understands that i have to travel for what i do and i don't want to be gone on a saturday night i don't want to be gone on a sunday afternoon i want to be home on a friday evening i want all of those things but it's not possible in my career and yet probably and i say this and again i'm not judging other people i'm only saying it for me i just believe that i'm closer to my wife and I fly a lot and I'm gone a lot than some people that come home every night. But it's the support that she gives me. And, and, and that's that it's, un, it's unconditional. Then there is Margaret. Courage. This is a woman that gave me courage because she would say, authenticity. You've got to be authentic. But she said, you'll never, ever be authentic without humility. Because humility equals authenticity. But she said, be who you are. Don't try to be anybody else. You just be who you are. My pastor, Philip Brand, I already mentioned him. This is a person that mentors. This is a person that makes me see things and gives me perspective on certain things. I will listen and go, wow, man, I never thought of that. I just, he, he sees it in a way, you know, this past Sunday, as he is speaking, and he is talking about, you know, you know, don't try to solve other people's problems, you know, fix your own. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> stop, don't spend the energy on other, how about fixing your own, look inside yeah. first. And then finally, as a, a sixth grade teacher, his name was Paul Reed. And this is a man that taught me compassion. This is a person that taught me about more than just second chances. This is a person that taught me that you don't have to be perfect. You, you don't have to have the perfect life. You don't have to have the perfect family. You don't have to have, 
nothing has to be perfect. Don't have to have a perfect job. You know, nothing needs to be perfect. And he taught me then that when you look at other people and their warts and their blemishes, remind yourself of yours so that you can be compassionate towards theirs. And those are the five that are amazing. I, I probably have more, but those those are five people that, um, and as I speak about the subject of making a difference, I talk about a lot. You will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. Steve, if there's someone in the audience today and they're stuck in the rut, they're going through the motions, they're having a hard time finding passion, finding that motivation to do something, to chase something, to be something more. How can that person take this quote and apply it to their lives and win their week? Number one, and I've said this many times, you know, the first 30 minutes of your day will pretty much tell you what kind of a day you're going to have. So if they want to win their week, and based on this quote, number one, if you're going to read something, don't read it on Facebook. Don't read it on the internet, unless it's a, you know, unless it's a book. Read something that will inspire you. Read something that will, that, that, that really will give you something for that day. You know, and that, that to me, when I wake up in the morning, and again, if I reached over, which I probably can, if I reach over, you know, I, I'm, I'm reading the Bible first. And then I'm reading another book. And, and, and think about this. The first 15, 20 minutes of my day, I, I am being influenced in a very uplifting and positive way. I'm not saying you got to read the Bible. I'm not saying you got to go to church. I'm saying that when you start your day, just remember, it's whatever you're going to read. It's going to influence you. Listen, people and information produce your thoughts. Thoughts produce your actions. And actions produce your habits. Your habits produce your character. And your character is, is a direct in line with your results for that day. So if you go backwards and think about it, here's the way I answer your question. If you want good results, you better have high character, which will be produced by good habits, which are only going to be formed by good actions, which came as a mindset, a mental toughness, which is your thoughts which were produced by what? People and information. What did Charlie say? The people you meet, the books you read, information. I, I, I tell people, I don't care if you watch the news. I'm not telling you not to watch the news. But if you give me a choice to read one of these books behind me or watch 30 minutes of the news, and then you tell me what kind of a day I'm going to have, I can guarantee you this. I got a good shot at having a good day. I'm not saying you're not going to have a good day, but if you want to win the week, that's how you win the week. You win the week by winning the day, and you win the day by winning the morning. That's why he's a Hall of Famer, an award-winning speaker, a prolific author. Steve Gilliland, thank you so much for being on the Quotivation Podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Jody, thank you. It has absolutely been a blast. It's always great to see you. The pleasure was all ours, Steve. Thank you again for being on the Quotivation Podcast. That was Steve Gilliland. You'll want to go to stevegilliland.com to check out all things Steve and register, sign up for, subscribe to that monthly newsletter that hits your email box the last Thursday of every month. It's an incredible piece of motivation that, that you can add to your arsenal. And you'll be able to find out when his new book, It Is What You Make It, Overcoming the It Is What It Is Mindset will come out in May. You'll be on the list to be part of that pre-sale and get it at the absolute best price. You don't want to miss that. All right. Now it's time for a little bit of dessert on the Quotivation Podcast. It's time for the last slice of cheesecake. How about some dessert before you go? There isn't anything that can't be solved over a slice of cheesecake. So before we wrap things up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the last slice of cheesecake.
when I tell the story about the day that I met Steve and that he changed my life, I, I'm not exaggerating. I had experience speaking in front of audiences, but it was usually in training sessions or presenting on specific initiatives. But when I heard how vulnerable he was on stage, how he was able to move me to tears, make me laugh and leave me with something incredibly deep to think about, all within an hour's time, I knew that's what I wanted to do. His friendship and advice set me on a journey to find and meet wonderful people, people that, are, that I met through Toastmasters International, people that I met through speaking for other companies or speaking at industry organizations, conferences all over the country. His quote today, you will be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. It rings so true to me. The irony in that statement, I see it now. Not only with the example that Steve gave about reading a book by Tony Dungy, but also I see it with my friendship with Steve. I wouldn't be in Toastmasters if it wasn't for Steve. I wouldn't be a speaker if it wasn't for Steve. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for Steve. I am the same person I was seven years ago when we met, except that I am a completely different person because we met. Make time to read. <laughs> Some of you that know me are laughing right now because you know I'm not an avid reader. In fact, I, I struggle with reading because my mind just wants to go in 50,000 different directions. I can't focus. It's hard sometimes. But when I do, when I read books like Enjoy the Ride and I gain growth and experience and learning and knowledge, it's so invaluable to who I am today. So make time to read. If you struggle with it like I do, develop that skill because it will help you so much to learn and grow. Find ways to be associated with people that pour into you and that listen and that give good advice and that also allow you to pour into them. Nurture those relationships. Those are the relationships you want to cultivate. Those are the people that you want to meet. Find the books that you want to read, meet the people that you need to meet, and you will be the same person in five years, except that you won't be. That was the last slice of cheesecake, and that is all the time we have for the Quotivation Podcast. I want to thank Steve Gillen for his powerful quote and giving us such great insights into all things motivation. But I also want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. And I want you to win your week. I hope you can take something away from today, from this quote, from the conversations that will help you win your week. Until next time, stay motivated. You have been listening to the Quotivation Podcast, hosted by America's leading emerging speaker, Jody Powell. If you would like to book Jody to speak at your company, conference, or next event, visit www.jodypowellspeaks.com. You can also email him at Jody, that's J-O-D-Y, at jodypowellspeaks.com. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the Quotivation Podcast. And remember, stay quotivated.